Hey, beautiful people, you're listening to The Hue Report, a podcast that celebrates Black beauty 24-7-365. I'm your host, Olivia Hancock, and I am back for episode three, and today I am speaking with natural hair expert Candice Witherspoon. She also goes by Curls by Candice on Instagram, and if you look through her Instagram feed, you'll quickly see that she literally works magic on curly and coily hair. I first discovered Candace and her incredible work when I was writing up a few natural hair stories for Birdie last summer, and we've kept in touch ever since. We had a chance to chat a couple weeks ago about what it was like growing up in Africa and what it's been like running her own salon in New York. So take a listen. I want to start from the beginning. I like to start from the beginning with everyone that I talk to and just get to know you and where you, your, um, your upbringing. So can you talk a little bit about where you grew up and what you were like as a child, what you were into and things like that? Um, so I grew up, I was born in America, but I grew up in Liberia. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started like, like growing up in Africa was fun. Um, because mm-hmm. you had like an opportunity to really like run around and like, um, experience, um, a different type of lifestyle. Yeah. Um, so that was great. And I, and that's really where I formed my love for hair, braiding hair, because you couldn't wear your hair out. Um, oh, in Africa. Cool. No, mm-hmm. you always had to like braid your hair. Oh wow! Um, yeah, so every Sunday, that's what like all the kids did. Mm-hmm. Um, you will find like a friend who knew how to braid hair, mm-hmm. and everybody would like braid each other hair for school on Monday. It was crazy. Um, oh, so wow. that's where I really started like liking hair. I didn't even know I like it. honestly. Like when I was a kid, I didn't like doing it because you had to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then. That's really where I formed my passion early on. Wow. And so when where did you learn like the braiding skills? Was it from the women around you and like the women in your community? Is that where you learned how to braid? Honestly, I think from dolls, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, we play a lot with a lot of dolls. Mm-hmm. And you, sometimes you made your own dolls. I forgot where we made our dolls, but literally from like trees, <laughs> you would like make your own dolls. And um, I don't even know where we got the, the hair from. Mm-hmm. But if you wasn't, if you didn't have money, you didn't have money to buy a real doll. So you found a way to have a doll, and mm-hmm. basically that's where we started to braid. And then mm-hmm. you started to braid on your friend's hair. So it was like practice, you know. Oh yeah. And so when, at what point did you come back to the states? Was that when you were younger, or what, like teen years? So I came back to the state. I always lived back and forth in um, mm-hmm. Liberia and America, but I came back for real, for real when I was in the eighth grade and That's... I stayed here. Okay. And so I know like the beauty standards and like the beauty standards that are pushed upon us in America are more like Eurocentric and that's what's like forced upon us in the mainstream media. Whereas like the beauty that's celebrated in Africa, I know is completely different. It celebrates blackness, you know? So how, how did you deal with those two differing ideals and how did that impact your perception of beauty? I mean, back home, you had to be really natural, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and we didn't even know that was natural. You just had to be that. Yeah. So especially as a little girl, you didn't have all these extra things to look up to. Mm-hmm. Like, I think if you really had really nice braids and you had, like, clean <laughs> if you had clean clothes, that was, like, beauty, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and when I came here in the eighth grade, that changed because – when you're in the eighth grade in America, you're starting to experiment with makeup, right? Yeah. You're starting to like want to be a little bit more fancier with mm-hmm. your outfits. Um, uh, even your hair, you're wearing extensions. I mean, girls had 
girls were really coloring their hair in the eighth grade, you know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So that was like a shock. And coming from an African family, um, your mom wasn't letting you have <laughs> red hair. <laughs> <laughs> so I was kind of like, you know, the odd person out because I knew I would never have those styles. Yeah. Um, I'm also curious for you, you know, as you're going through high school and thinking about what you wanted to do post high school and as you got older, hair, I guess, became at the forefront of your mind. Is that like after high school is when you started thinking about I wanted to go into hair professionally? Um, not really, to be honest. Um, leaving high school, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know if I wanted to be like I didn't want to be a nurse. Mm-hmm. So even though I knew how to do hair, even though I knew how to braid my own hair and all these things, I didn't want to go the traditional route where it's like you go to school and you do that. So yeah. I moved to New York and my aunt said, you should go to beauty school. And I was like, you crazy? <laughs> and honestly, she told me. And the next day I got on the bus. I was living in New Jersey and I started beauty school. I went oh. to beauty school. <laughs> what beauty what um, beauty school did you attend in New York? Um, Empire Beauty School. And what what was your experience yeah. like there? Did they teach you how to work on different textures, or what was it like being in school for that? So back then, that was that was about eleven years ago. Mm-hmm. So it was different. Um, you yeah. didn't have texture in beauty school at all. Mm-hmm. Um, we were still learning perms and short haircuts. Yeah. So you were still learning the basics. You weren't learning natural hair in beauty mm-hmm. school. So once you left cosmetology school, did you think about what you, where did you end up? Like, I know you talked about on your Instagram, uh, how important assisting was to your career. So can you talk about mm-hmm. like how, what that time was like for you when you were assisting and learning and still developing as a hairstylist? Um, so when you leave beauty school, you have to assist to really um, learn your craft because you don't yeah. really learn so much in beauty school. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really had to assist different places to, to find what I really wanted. Yeah. Um, and one of my goals was to find a mentor and someone I could learn under. Mm-hmm. So I assisted for a few years, maybe like four years. Okay. And so what were some of the things your mentor helped you develop? And at what point did you start to specialize in natural hair and curly textures? Because I know that's what you do a lot of these days. Um, really finding what I wanted to do, how I wanted to carry myself, what kind of clientele I wanted to build, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, I was lucky enough to find like a curl specialist, a curl mm-hmm. artist, and that's who I really started. Um, that's when I really started went back into doing natural hair. Uh, I know you spent a lot of time working at the Diva Curl Salon in New York. Can you talk? And I know that's um, the Diva Curl style is very specific, you know, in the way that they cut hair and curl and do curly hair. So can you talk about, you know, your time there at their salon? Um, I was really hopeful to work at Diva Curl Salon because it really taught me a lot. I learned so much with curly hair, um, learning how to cut curly hair dry, learning how to really treat it. and nurture it and not and not change the curl pattern, like learning how to work with the curl pattern. So that was a great opportunity um, at Diva Curl Show. Yeah. And so um, now you have your own salon. You stepped out and branched out. What kind of prompted that decision? Because I know it's a big thing to take on to open your own shop and have your own salon. So when did you know that it was time for you to kind of branch out on your own? 
Um, just after years of working different places, you know, yeah. you learn from here, you learn from so many places. And I think I was ready to really um, find my place in the industry and do things how I really wanted to do it, mm-hmm. you know, uh, because there, you get to a certain point where you can't do things how you want to do it working for someone else. Yeah. So um, just embracing more natural hair textures, like 4C textures mm-hmm. and welcoming that kind of people in my space and having them feel comfortable um, mm-hmm. and trusting me. That's why I opened the salon. Yeah. And I know, like I said, you know, having your own salon is a big responsibility to take on. But through it all, well, when did you open your salon? How many months has it been? Um, In November. So okay. I think six months. Okay. Yeah. So I know a lot has happened in the past six months of you opening. Um, You know, Corona has come. So like the past six months, what has it taught you about like entrepreneurship and running a business? What are some of the lessons you've learned in, you know, having your own salon? Oh, man, so much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, there's so much. You know, when you do hair, you think uh, opening a salon is going to be, like, so easy because it's just, like, hair. Yeah. And then you really, to be honest, you start to go into the business part of it. Mm-hmm. So you know how to do her hair, but you have to learn the business aspect. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn a lot. Um, I think it's, like, a growing experience how mm-hmm. to balance um being a hairdresser and being a business owner because people look at you, start to look at you different now. And that's something yeah. I had to get used to. Like, I'm not just Candace anymore. Like people mm-hmm. expect a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's a little bit, uh, it freaks you out a little bit, but then you get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, um, I'm also curious, you know, you've been a part of so many different black people's hair journeys, um, mm-hmm you know, helping them embrace their natural texture and things like that. But, you know, what's been the most rewarding part of that? You know, being, hairstylists are such an integral part of our lives for all of us that go to the salon. But what's been the most rewarding aspect of your career for you? Oh, definitely um, helping people accept what they have. Mm -hmm. You know, you'll be so shocked how someone can have such a, like a beautiful hair. And just because they just haven't figured out how to um, take care of it, like they don't like it, you know? Yeah. So what, I, what I've learned is just, um, uh, what I'm passionate about now is just helping um, someone figure out their journey. Yeah. And it could be simple as like a conditioner, like a conditioner can change your life, you know? Yeah. Or like a styling cream. So it's like just anything um, I can do to help someone feel good about what they have. Yeah, and I love that. And, you know, as someone who has gone through the hairstyling journey, you've gone through a lot in your career, and your career centers around hair. Um, What does hair mean to you? Like, what is, how is hair a form of expression for you? What does it represent in your life? Um, For me, hair hair is like how you feel, right? Mm -hmm. For me, I change my hair a lot. Or for my clients who like to change their hair a lot, I can always tell, um, kind of where somewhere it's where someone is in their life, you know, mm-hmm. um, and their hair will express that. Like, do they want to go short? Like, mm-hmm. so if you come in and you want to bob, I'm like, okay, she's okay what's going something. on? <laughs> <laughs> she's she's about you know she probably broke up with him or yeah, you know, going through some life change, <laughs> going through some life change. So I always say when you see someone change their hair drastically or you see see someone that wants like a new look. 
so mm-hmm. fast. I'm like, okay, it's where she is in her life, you yeah. know, or he. Yeah. And I'm also really interested to hear your perspective on um, like advice for people looking to break into the hair care industry. Like what is for someone who wants to start out, has has no skills or just really interested in hair. Um, what tips would you give them so they can make their career, uh, make that career transition smoother into the hair care industry? Um, well, first go to beauty school, mm-hmm. right? And I think there you kind of have an idea what you want to do, where genre you want to go in. Like, do you want to do color? Do you want, you have to see what you're good at. And yeah. that's going to come naturally once you start doing hair. Um, if you are, if you have a set mind that you want to do natural hair, then you already know I'm going to be the school to do just mm-hmm. do natural hair. Right. Yeah. So I think once you start, you can't really tell someone what to do, but once you start, once you start school, um, and you try, you start to do a little bit of everything you're going to find that passion is going to come from inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. totally agree with that. And I know we touched on, you know, salons are still, well, some salons are opening, some salons are still closed. You guys are still shut down in New York, right? With the salon. Yes. 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 So, you know, everyone's had to take care of their own hair. What are some tips you can give to people listening on how to care for their natural texture while they're still at home and not having mm-hmm. access to their regular salon appointments? Um, I think treatments, treatments mm-hmm. once a week, treatments type, once a week is good. Mm-hmm. Um, keep your hair in like a twist out or braid out. Mm-hmm. Um, take care of your ends, moisturize mm-hmm. or your scalp. Um, just anything you can do. If, if don't cut it, don't keep like <laughs> nipping at it. <laughs> don't keep nipping at it because then if you take it out, you're going to have like a different shape, mm-hmm. but, um, just moisturize. That's the best you can do. Hydrate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. That's what I've been doing a lot with my hair. I've been doing a lot of masks and deep conditioning treatments. Do you have any specific like product recommendations or product lines that you really like swear by in working for curly hair? Um, see, that's a, that's a, <laughs> I, um, yeah. <laughs> um, right now I'm in, I don't want to say I swear by anything mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would say try, try up, Try products, mm-hmm. right? Test That's the only things way. Out. Yeah. Test different things out. Um, as long as it's sulfites and paraben and silicone free, mm-hmm. you're good, right? Mm-hmm. We all go through that. You find a product, you think it's good, and you try it on your hair and you hate it. Like, even I, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. I've been testing out so many different things while I've been home because I'm like, well, I'm home. So if it goes wrong, no one will see. Just rinse it out. Yeah. yeah just rinse it out and start over again, wash and go. Um, I also, you know, aside from hair, I feel like you have such beautiful skin. So I want to know. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. I want to know, like, what's your skincare routine, your beauty regimen, things that you've been using while you've been home to, like, keep your skin and your yeah your skin glowing <laughs> um i'm like a natural person because i'm actually because i'm lazy <laughs> um <laughs> um so i try to be as natural as possible i try to yeah. do um my facials my face mask um mm-hmm. once a week um honey i use a lot of honey on my face yeah. a lot of aloe um the actual aloe plant oh wow you use the whole yeah. aloe plant on your face well, the the gel, you the, know, I yeah. cut it into pieces. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do that. Um, drink a lot of water. I think that gets me by. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And 
something I've been talking about with like a lot of my friends lately, especially my black friends is like self-care, you know, while we're home taking care of ourselves, it's so important. But what are some of the things that um, have been helping you like keep up, keep your mental health and stay in a good headspace? Yeah, um, yoga, I do yoga at home a lot, mm-hmm. um, at least once once a day. Yeah. Off YouTube for like 25 minutes, I do I it myself. It. Mm-hmm. Um, I go for walks. Mm-hmm. Um, I listen to music. <laughs> um, just those little things to make me feel happy. Once I get, because this is such like a crazy time right now. Yeah. So once I find myself getting into that like hole, I'm like, oh, no, we got to do something. We got to fix it somehow. (laughs) Yeah. You mentioned um, music kind of gets you through. Who are some of your artists on your playlist that keep you um, in good spirits? I love African music. Mm -hmm. So um, I played like uh, Davido. I don't know if you know Davido, but I play Mm -hmm. his uh, radio all the time. He has like a great mix. Mm Mm-hmm. So that gets me in a great mood. It depends what I'm mood I am. I love like slow music. I love sad music. Yeah. <laughs> love it. And so the last thing that I like to do for all the guests that come on is like a beauty speed round. It's four questions and you just fill in the blank. Okay. You ready? Okay. Yeah. So I feel most beautiful when. That would make you think. (laughs) Yeah. No, I feel most beautiful right after like a nice facial, Mm -hmm. you know, where my skin is like moisturized and it's hydrated, glowing, like, you know, like I'm Mm -hmm. like, ooh, I look good. Like, you know, like that. Yeah. Yes. I love it. So the next one is a beauty product that I use every day. It could be skincare. It could be lip balm. It could be anything, something that you use every day. Oh, vitamin E oil. I find that is really good for the skin Ooh. and it keeps my skin smooth. So yeah, vitamin E oil. Try, I need to try that and rub it on my skin after like a shower or something. Like Yes, because it's like, it's not heavy and it mm-hmm. just goes in. Ooh, I need to try it. So the next one is uh, my beauty crush is, it could be anyone whose makeup looks or hair looks that you admire. Oh, my beauty crush. Who do I admire? <laughs> um, actually, one of my clients, Brianna King, oh, she has okay. this like so much hair, and it's, mm-hmm. she knows how to style it really good. Mm-hmm. So I would say, like her hair. If I could have her hair, <laughs> I probably never would because I would never have that much. <laughs> But I, like I live through her, I'm like I would love to look like you know, my hair to look like this, but it probably never would. So probably Brianna King, Instagram mm-hmm. at Brianna King. I'm gonna look her up after the show and go look at her hair. And then the last it's like one, this. Oh my gosh, bigger! I love big hair. <laughs> um, the last one is I love being a black woman because. Oh, I love being a black woman because we are just awesome. We're just, we're naturally amazing, you know? I think, like, we don't have to work so hard to be great. Mm -hmm. It comes comes from the soul. Yeah, it comes from within, just naturally. Mm -hmm. Just naturally. I love it. And so, before I let you go, I would love for you to share things that you have coming up and ways that we can follow you and support you on social media and otherwise. 
Um, so Candace Weatherspoon Salon um, is in New York, 256 West 27th Street. Um, I'm opening pretty soon. I have some new things coming up, a new some new brand partnerships yeah. that I'm working on. Mm -hmm. um, Instagram Curls by Candace. Yeah. And there's so much that I can't put out right now, but some mm -hmm. amazing things come in for, especially for black women, you know, mm -hmm. really going back and focusing on my, my, my people. So I absolutely love getting to know Candace better during our chat. If you're interested in breaking into the hair care industry, Candace is definitely someone you should know. So please go connect with her on Instagram at curls by Candace. And thank you guys so much for listening. I'll be back with another episode next week. If you like what you heard, I'd love it if you hit the subscribe button and left us a review. And while you wait for the next episode, which as a reminder, drops next Wednesday, you can stay connected with the Hue Report community by following us on social media at the Hue Report. So until next time, beautiful people, I hope you all stay safe and stay well.